0: 4 3 1 welcome new tech what's up how you doing today episode 10 episode 10 I can't believe it uh, thank you for continuing to listen and uh, really really pleased to be in the offices of El mayor el hombre el jefe the big boss the chief the mayor in command, the honorable Mr. Rick Milne. How you doing, Rick?
1: Ah, uh, great. Thanks, Tony. Uh, I really feel it's a, a, an honor and a privilege that you would take the time out to uh, to interview me, and because uh, I have been listening to your past, you've had some fantastic speakers, and um, I know I'll have a challenge to try to come across the way they did. And yours and uh, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, well no no problem at all, Rick. Uh, really awesome to have you. I'm honored to have you on the show. Uh, so it's really, really great. and um, you know hopefully we'll continue to uh, my goals are to inform New tech of what a beautiful community this is and continue that path because new tech has been so good to me. But Rick, you know you're, you're so recognized, you're so well known for your career in politics. Uh, here is the mayor of New Tech. Um, but, you know, for the new residents that have come into this community uh, and don't know you, I know you have a real, real, you know, wonderful career path of of uh, different careers before politics and some businesses in there, too. Maybe could you give sort of a background on who Rick Milne is and, and growing up in this community and a little bit about you and how you got here to the mayor's seat?
1: Well, thank you, Tony. I... I'll try and make it brief. Uh, I am 73 years of age, and I've been here in New Tecumseh, or in this area for the last 63 years. I was born and raised a, and in here. I was born at Stevens Memorial Hospital, and um, I attended schools at the, at the little uh, one room with eight grades at Meadowbrook SS Number 2. And um, I attended Banning Memorial High School and got my education there. I uh, proceeded then on to, to the city of Toronto and I started working for uh, an Ontario stockyards because of my farming background. And a chance came up for, uh, they were looking for um, an auctioneer and they were willing, the company I was working for was willing to send me down to the States. That was the only place you could get uh, your license as an auctioneer. And I approached my boss, who was a real gentleman, and I told him, uh, uh, I would really love to do that. But in the meantime, I had applied to several police departments, and I had got an interview from the Toronto Police and also from the Ontario Provincial Police. And uh, uh, Toronto Police came through and said uh, I had the job. So I was kind of in a predicament tone. I didn't know whether to go on and, and, and take an auctioneering course or stay with the police. So I went to the, my boss, the gentleman, and told him that, and he says if he was here, if I in my shoes, he said, I would take the police because everything in auctioneer depends on your voice. So to speed things up, I uh, became a police officer in Toronto for eight years. I uh, moved back to Alice and they had their own police force. I became the staff sergeant up here and started many programs with the, in the schools. And that. My passion has always been youth and uh, anything I can do for the youth, uh, I support it 100%. Uh, I got into politics uh, approximately 30-some years ago and uh, I left police and I uh, became a paramedic. I went back to school and became a paramedic and loved that job. I really loved uh, I have a real passion for, for caring for people and that and that is brought through uh, from my genes from my mother and her side of the family because my mother uh, worked in nursing homes and was always there for, uh, for the seniors. Uh, over the course I uh, I had a bit of a, an itch for to get into private business. So I, I started up a water business and I sold water and uh, I had four trucks on the road. And I got into, because uh, I owned a, a family campgrounds, uh, it was called Middlebrook Camp back then, I, um, I got into the, the sewage business, which is kind of a stinky job. but uh, <laughs> And I bought the equipment and people then started uh, phoned me, asked me what I do there. Uh, so I was very, uh, so I became very uh, successful at. End up selling both business, and at the same time, I was still working on the police force, and uh, yes, I was still working for the police force, and I got into politics when I left the police force, and uh, I ran for mayor, uh, against a gentleman, uh, who was had been mayor here for twenty uh, some years and a, a good gentleman, and uh, but I just thought that. Uh, we needed some youth and young people, and I was very successful. I only won by 100 votes, and uh, and uh, so that was my career in politics, and it's continued now for 30 years.
0: Wow, that's uh, an amazing uh, background, Rick. I remember um, you had mentioned to me, and you're bringing up you know, your appreciation for youth and everything, and, and I remember one comment that you had made to me that really stands out. With your uh, with your career path and when you were with the police force here locally in Alliston, um, that you recall, you know, uh, at that time in that era, when you know, youth was in trouble, whatever you know, you as a police officer had many uh, dealings and you know, sending them home and just dealing with them in that way, small town fabric, uh, what you did, and what really stood out to me is that. You know, when your journey into politics came about, these children or these youth that you took care of as mentorship in the police force, right, um, actually were out there supporting you, right? Yes, and it, they were. It, it, it's sort of like a generation that you were overseeing through a police entity, and all of a sudden your transition into politics, all of a sudden these people were the ones that really knew you from that past and really could speak highly about you. So uh, it's just stood out to me what you said about your yeah. youth. Right? Yeah,
1: and uh, just to tag along with that, uh, the youth back then became adults, and they had children, and their children now is um, is growing up, and and uh, they'll call me Mr. Millen, and, and it's got to the point now I'll say, uh, I, I'm very sorry, I forget <laughs> who you are. Well, my dad was so and so yeah, remember yeah. you gave him a ride home instead of putting him in jail one night yeah, I, said, yeah. I don't remember but but i do believe
0: that could happen yeah that's amazing and, and and that's what uh you know just keeps me so fixated on how beautiful and what a community this is it's just so tied with that type of fabric right oh, totally. and you know everything from uh, the foundations mm-hmm. of the generations of business people in this community, and I haven't reached all of them. I'm just sort of touching them now mm-hmm. as I speak to them in the podcast, but it's just amazing how tight this community is, right? It's just years and years of, uh, it's a privilege to be in this community, but I, I'm only being here 10 years. I'm understanding the fabric is really tight in here, Eric. Yes. Eh, Rick?
1: It is. It's, uh, it's uh, an old farming community and backed in farmers, everything, was done with a shake of a hand. There was no such thing as, as contracts and all that. If mm-hmm. you said you were going to do something, you would do it. Yeah. If you were going to pay for something, you would pay for it. Um, but uh, the generosity of, of this community is unbelievable. Uh, you see what, uh, with our hospital now, the amount of money that uh, is being <laughs> raised through the community. The Matthew House is another example where people have raised a lot of money I know there's a, a gentleman we both know here, friends of ours, uh, friends of us, is uh, Marv Chandler. I mean, what he has done for this community and the Matthew House and that is unbelievable and, uh, and a great friend. And uh, I know um, Marv is, is, uh, has been very well off financially, has done really well with all this business, but he's still just a common person out there still has time to talk to you, has coffee with you, and he's, and he's a, a bit of a joker too. So you and I, we've, we've been very fortunate. We've met a lot of great people that has done a lot for the community. And not, you know, it doesn't have to be financially. Volunteerism, uh, you know and I know, uh, people have volunteered, uh, like I ran the potato festival for a lot of years now, and the number of volunteers that, that stuck with me for a lot of years. Uh, and uh, just to see, uh, just to see how uh, how the community came together. And it doesn't matter if you were an urban height hide- or, or you're off the farm and that, everybody worked together.
0: Yeah, no, amazing. And you, you brought up, Marv, and I was going to bring that up. I mean, for you listeners out there that don't know Rick outside of the mayorship, uh, Rick is a is quite a practical joker, and that's right up my alley. So, We've had a lot of fun times together and some practical jokes moving forward. But in regards to Marv Chandler, as and if you don't know Marv, as Rick was saying, uh, quite a philanthropist, and uh, he's given so much to this community and the driving force behind Matthew's House. And, um, uh, you know, a wonderful, wonderful guy. And... Um, you I'm know, sure it,
1: episodes down the road, you're
0: like, you're going to have to. I'm hard. going to have to. I know. Yeah. I, you just can't avoid it. His name no. just gets brought up all the time. But um, in that practical jokingness, <laughs> uh, we, uh, you know, through uh, several and many lunches together, as Rick was saying, uh, just a great guy to have a coffee with and lunch with. Well, right. you know, Rick always has a way with, uh, you always have a way of, you know, practical joking. We do that with our friends, and we seem to do it together, <laughs> you know? We but, do. But... Uh, Marv, there's a, there's a couple of them with Marv. We had a lunch um, over at Terra's. We were eating lunch uh, quite a bit with uh, uh, Betsy and and Constantine over at the Terra Greek House on Victoria, and uh, Marv would join us quite a few times. And there was one lunch where you know Marv was talking about, you know, outside of his generosity, he's a sharp businessman. He was talking about an investment in a that's, racetrack, right, that's right. In, in New Jersey or something. That's right, like
1: down that. in New Jersey. Yeah.
0: And you know, I mean, this type of business between Rick and I, as you know, <laughs> is at another level, and you know, so we're just looking at Marvin going, Oh, yeah, okay, another racetrack in your portfolio, okay, Marv, you know, that's great, right? So, uh, the next day or a few days later, Rick gives me a call and he's laughing. Rick's laughing, he said, Tony, guess what? I just spoke to Marv. Oh yeah, yeah, what's going on? So no, nothing. You can't believe what I told him. You know, he just couldn't believe I I, I said that. What? What well, what'd you say, Rip? Well, he was saying he was downtown Toronto with the bank and you know, I'm sure it was for that racetrack he's buying. And I just told him that if he had any trouble getting money, that you and I would sign a guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> so. And Marv said What? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? What? Oh, that was so funny. (laughs) Another one that uh, I love since we're on the topic with Marv and at the same restaurant. You know, we wanted to punk Marv. And Marv isn't really into uh, believing the tea leaves and 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 the coffee grinds. And every time we'd go over to Betsy's, uh, Betsy and Constantine would be in this cup with the coffee grinds and reading our future and our fortune and things like that, right? So... We'd mentioned it to Marvin. You know, Marv said, "You know, I don't believe in that stuff. I don't believe in that stuff." So we lined up another lunch, but in advance, (laughs) Rick and I planned (laughs) out this. Okay, let's get Constantine and Betsy to read out this coffee grind stuff in a coffee cup. All right, let me go to his wife Moira, find out something that absolutely he would be in shock that we would know. All right, so Moira <laughs> gives me this story about a plane ride that Marv had taken. And if Marv, yes, is a plane enthusiast and pilot, um, about setting up his friend with this gorgeous, beautiful co pilot <laughs> woman, right? And I think the co pilot woman wanted nothing to do, do with needs. Marv's friend, no, but Marv was supposed to try to set them up so they were in a plane ride maybe from here to florida or wherever so they had lots of time to try to work it out and mark's job was mark's job was to set this up and try to get them together right you know That's so, right. Yep. so that was the story that we told um betsy. betsy and you know betsy when you do this coffee grinding Repeat this story and just emphasize a little bit so there we were he starts it and Marv goes what are you going to do? I don't do this stuff guys like leave me alone like no no Marv listen we have to read she asked her She's amazing, right? So Betsy gets in to <laughs> this story reading the, te- the, the the grinds and the coffee and brings up a friend a friend with the characteristics of <laughs> the gentleman I think he was balding grayish sure. hair a little older heavy, you know bringing up a plane bringing up travel, and this beautiful woman flying this plane. And Marv was ignoring everything, but as that story yes. got more and more, he would kind of give his ear. Into he us. kept leaning into it, you know. And by the time it got to the end of it and he was leaning more and more, we couldn't keep it together, and we just cracked it right up at that oh. time, right? And then we had told them, you know, Moira, Moira gave us some inside info, and I think he called Moir up, and he goes, "Yeah, I just got pumped. Thank you very much, right? You know, but that was hilarious, yep, right? It was great. Yeah, so that's the practical joking side of mm. of uh, of Rick, and uh, you know, some funs that we have with our good friends here in town. Yeah, you know, one of the stories I, I'm going to share with you. Uh,
1: everybody, you know, puts me on a pedestal, and which I I shouldn't be on any pedestal, I'm just as good as everybody else, but my mother was very proud of me, especially as a, I, when I left home, I became a police officer, and uh, and I had sown some wild oats around the community before I'd left, and my mother was walking down the main street in Alliston one day, and she met two of her lady friends coming the other way, and, and they were talking, and the one lady friend says, uh, what's your son Rick doing these days, March? And my mother, very proud of his, Throws her head up and her shoulders back oh he's a policeman and the other woman says policeman I thought he'd be in jail by now <laughs> <laughs> she never spoke to that woman for many many years <laughs> but that's you know that's the way we were back in those days you, you said it as it was and and uh, I have the greatest respect for for the youth and also for the seniors and um, I do I try to do a lot of things for
0: Well, I know that firsthand, and I uh, I will bring up a story a little bit later about my son, but I just wanted to tell the listeners, you know, how I met you, and I came into uh, Alliston 10 years ago uh, with a mission to uh, provide adult lifestyle community living by Kingsmere, and, you know, not to get too deep and delve into the story from there, It was uh, the leadership role for the Mill Pond Medical Center here in Alliston, which you know is the flagship of medical care. I feel in this community, and um, but in meeting you at the beginning, you know, I I think you were the deputy mayor at that time, right? And I was reaching out to you and and persistent, very persistent, (laughs) you know, because I I did that's what I did, right? I said, no, I'm going to reach this guy until he calls me back, and you did call me back, and you know, you were very helpful in my deputation and sort of launching. Uh, this flagship that we had for uh, downtown Alliston. But in that time, and getting to know you, you know, I wanted you to meet my my mom and my dad because as you are speaking about your family, my background, I mean, my dad in the business sense (laughs) and entrepreneurial sense, he was everything to me. Like, uh, he's what, you know, he's what really set the foundation on track for me in that area. And my mom, as any wonderful mom she was that inspiration and, and pillar on one side but I wanted you to meet them and for my dad's 80th birthday I invited you and Eva yes. over to my place right? right so and uh, you know like my like we are my dad's a, a, a joker as well <laughs> like he has a real good sense of he humor does. and and so I was really proud to you know have you over and invite you and I was proud to show my parents of the roots I was planting in Alistair and you know, oh, no, this is the deputy mayor, and, you know, I'm going to be doing a med center, and I was just very proud, like, you know, uh, because I left a, a family business back in Ottawa, and I, that, again, is for another show, yes. you know, but uh, it was a tough grind, but, you know, this community welcomed me in, and, and, and it was building up, so I had you over, and, you know, we got into different topics, and, you know, a couple of glasses of wine going on, and <laughs> and uh, the topic of religion came up, yeah, now, that's right, <laughs> We can have what, how many days left in the year? We could have a podcast each day on religion, and you'll never, we'll never know the answer, right? But, you know, we're Catholic, you know, and uh, being Spanish, born in Spain. Uh, that is the basis of our religion, and and believe in the faith. But, you know, my dad has a little bit of an edge when it comes to religion. So, you know, and my dad will be a little bit more vocal after a couple of glasses of wine on religion, right? So here we are, you know, all cozy together and talking about religion, and he goes, you know, Rick, I hated that. You know, this is with his Spanish accent, you know. I got to tell you something, you know, because... Me and my wife, when we were young, you know, in, in Marine in Spain, you know, oh, yeah, we go to the church. But, you know, if I hold on to my ha- hand, her hand, I go to confession and the priest, you know, I hold on to her hand. To me, that tell me something. They's connected with the police or somebody, you know, because yeah. every time I do something wrong, the priest always know, you know. So anyways, my wife, she believed all of that stuff, but me a little less. And even more, I remember when I was young, my mother, my father, you know, go to Kovadonga, you know, and in the pond, you know, they would throw their money into the pond, you know, for blessings or wishes or all that stuff. And Rick, all I can remember for the rest of my life is they just rake it all in with a rake. And they recall that money and then away, and nothing changed Rick. Nothing, <laughs> nothing changed, oh yeah, uh, yeah, over there, then my mom would say, "Oh, shut up, you yeah. silly, oh, <laughs> shut up, you know what are you talking about right uh, so that was hilarious. it right? was hilarious night there, yeah, you'd bring that up, yeah. and every time uh dad's gone now, but uh you know uh, i i I remember the last potato fest I'd see you, and the car was going by, and' <laughs> I'm waving to you and and uh, you look back, you see me, and all you do is the hand motion I mean, of a rake. rake. <laughs> we, I knew what you were talking about, right? You know, God bless Dad, right? You yeah. know, in that rake. So that was really, really great. But you know, I, I I'm going to lead into your generosity. Uh, your generosity as a human being, not only with your time. Uh, you mentioned a bit about youth, and I want to, I, I want to share a story here. Uh, at last year's potato Fe- or was it the year before? I'm not sure, but. You know, Rick's always running around in his golf cart and just checking things out at the Potato Fest. And, you know, my son was there uh, with his good buddy, Max. And um, boom, all of a sudden we get a call from Diego and he's in a panic. He goes, Dad, Mom, you know, Rick Milne came by on a a golf cart. And I said, yeah, okay. And he just gave me forty dollars. You know, he, he asked me what I was doing. I, I, I told him we were leaving because we ran out of money. And and he gave me $40. Please, I didn't ask him. I did not ask him for this money. I did not ask him. Okay, you son, we believe you. We believe you in everything. So, you know, they stayed around for another few hours at um, the fairgrounds. And that was just Rick, man. That This is what Rick does, our mayor, man. So, you know, my son got back home and... Um, Next morning, I get up. I said, "Boy, I was really generous of you, uh, uh, you know, receiving that money. Generous of Rick and everything." And I said, uh, "So what do you think you should do now?" You know. And he goes, "What do you mean, Dad?" I said, "Well, he gave you the money. What do you think you should do?" And he asked me, and he looked at me. "You mean, should I pay him back?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, you have allowance, don't you?" "Yeah, I do." "With my allowance, pay him back?" I said. Should you pay him back? And he said, I guess I should. And I said, Yeah, and you should thank him too. So my son put together a card, yes, you know, he did. beautiful. And, card. Uh, and he wrote to you and basically, you know, as a little one would do, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And I think he wrote on the on the on the bottom, My dad said I had to give you forty dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <That's> yeah. Right? That's <laughs> right. You know. But it wasn't quite that way. No. He did make his own decision, right? And, uh, and then what you did in return, you know, was, you know, you, you mailed out a letter to him, mm-hmm. right? And in the letter, you know, like the mayoral letter and everything, like we have it framed and it's in his room. And it said, you know, and I don't remember the exact words, but it was, it was, thank you very much. We understand, you know, your thoughts into this and we appreciate it and the recognition, et cetera. And for this, we'd like to have you at the front of the rodeo yeah right to set the rodeo. were those the words or something yep. in the letter right and he looked at that and, all. and i think you know uh you said that you love your youth and 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 you want to generate more for the youth in our community i think that rick that that's an example right there buddy
1: yeah it was. It, it, uh, it gave me a great feeling when i got a letter back from him mm-hmm. thank him uh not so much i mean money's money yeah you know, 40 bucks is, is, is nothing really yeah yeah but i think what it built was character in diego and the fact that if somebody gives you something in return you have to pay back and so if we all give something to somebody yeah it, it'll make it a better community and that's what and the, and the youth today are so honest and and smart they're very smart very intelligent people and uh and as I said at the earlier, you know, I'm 73, and it's the youth that's going to be taking care of me mm-hmm. uh, in not that many years down the road. And so I wanted to get the best that the youth could give. And one of the things is, as I, as you mentioned, I uh, run a, a rodeo, mm-hmm. and the the money from the rodeo that I make from the rodeo, uh, council has agreed that we would give a uh, $2,000 bursaries to uh, any student that's going to either college, university, or trade school. And it's been, uh, this is our fifth year, and last night at Council, uh, we gave out the money. And that's been a real success, that plan. Also we um, started up a youth uh, program under Councilor Beatty, uh, with the Banting uh, students, and so money was given uh, to Councilor Beatty and his group to, mm-hmm. to get that committee going That, mm-hmm. and so uh two years ago uh, it was like a hot summer we have here and uh, council agreed to allow me to uh, spend money and put three water station uh, splash pads in to each community and uh, and the money from that came from the rodeo so everything that we do we raise money through the rodeo Goes back to the youth. That's part of that. and all yeah. of it
0: does, Rick. Like well, all all, it goes you back. don't piece it out anywhere else. It all goes to youth. It all goes wow, to youth. Wow. Yes. So we're going to miss, uh, you know, um, events like that this year due to the yes, COVID and everything. Like everybody is right yeah, everybody. And, and trying to find ways and how to raise mm-hmm. money and doing it uh, differently. It'll be really missed because that was a great event. Hey? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and because of our staff, uh, like I don't even, I don't even touch them. I don't even know. Um, but I know how much. Yeah. Our staff has uh, has thought far enough ahead that we could still give out uh, close to $24,000 again this wow. year, even though we don't have a, a rodeo.
0: So your staff has contributed?
1: No, yeah. the staff has handled the
0: finances
1: to allow us, to the mayor to wow. give, still give. So wow, it's a wow. Great, I didn't I've, know that. That's yeah, awesome. I've got a great staff uh we've got a great staff here in the town
0: well speaking of great staff i i wanted to give a, a plug as well and and you know and and you know all about it uh rick our, our journey as we were bringing together the Pond medical center here for alliston but you know when i when i came into the community and was offered to lead that project yes right um <laughs> All I heard out there when I was going around engineers and, and getting my tendering out for, you know, the site plan application, all I heard out there was just, oh, be careful, town of new tech, hard to deal with, man. Be careful out there. So, again, being new in the community, I, I said, okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll see what's going on. and you know, But, you know, I had nothing but praise to say for your planning department, your building department, they were wonderful from the get go. Rick Vatry, amazing. Mike Ipp, amazing. Uh, the community grant process with Derek Abbotts, you know. Yeah. Um, Darren and jo- was it John? The John, old, John John yeah, over at the John, building department. John, John Miller. You know these guys were amazing. And uh, you know I, I recall once coming in for questions with Mike Ipp um, up on the, the second floor. Just question. I brought my son with me because I wanted to introduce my son to Mike. And there was this one bozo that was there, yeah. right, chewing out Mike, like just chewing him out, like, you know, no, no no, regard for me and my son, just chewing him out, you know, you guys are this, and you sit, the, the, the typical blah, yeah. blah, blah that you hear, right? No real need for that, right? And, and it felt so bad for Mike, you know, and, and, and so then they left in a fluff, and I emailed back to Mike, and, and I said, Mike, listen, I'm so sorry you went through that. Like, uh, you know, it's just real. Uh, people don't have to act that way, right? You didn't deserve that. And Mike's response was, you know, Tony, that happens in my business, right? Yes. And I yes. learned how to take it, and I learned how to deal with it. What upset me most is that your son was there to listen to it. That's what Mike had told me.
1: is that something? You know,
0: so... You know, you have a great team. As far as my experience is, all I can say out there, an amazing team that supported me 100%. And, yeah, you know, they have a barrier to deal mm-hmm. with. They have guidelines. They're working out of a box, right? And that's just the way they are, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they have to deal and, and, and respect their job and respect their position. And I respect it as well. And I respect them. But in turn, they respected me. Yeah. And they understood where I was coming for, from. You
1: worked with their bylaws. Yeah. Officers too. Which, yeah, yeah. Um, people have a very negative thought about bylaw officers. That, uh, and uh, the one that
0: you, you just got to follow the rules, man, and just yeah. treat people with respect. You know, I, I, you know, and and some people just fly off the cuff, and uh, you know, it's just not the way I deal with people, Rick. You mm-hmm. know, and know so, um, you know, all I can say, you have a great town, and they have a bit of a sense of humor. <laughs> I have a little story about your guys. <laughs> all right, you know, so. So in coming in the the first couple of years, you know, like typical for me being Spanish, you know, um, I'm very gracious at the end of the year and and thanking people that, you know, have been, you know, helpful with me and everything. And so what I thought, I thought I'd say, okay, well, you know, why don't I bring these boys some wine or something? So I Mm -hmm. bought a case of wine, you know, and my first journey was up to the planning department. And as I was getting in there, right from reception, Rick Vatry steps out. And I go, Rick, Rick. I pulled out, it was a nice bottle, pulled out this wine. I said, Rick, listen, I just want to thank you for dealing with me and your team, you know, and I was going to share, I was going to give one to Mike and share it all over the place, right? I just want to thank you for, you know, your support and all the answering my questions and being there. Like, uh, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate it. So Rick grabs the bottle, he goes, Tony, I'm sorry, like I your generosity is wonderful. I, I appreciate it. I know where it's coming from. But I cannot accept. I cannot accept. However, I will take this bottle of wine and we will wrap it and we will auction it off at the Christmas party because we must be politically correct. Rick, I understand that. And so there I was with nine bottles of wine left <laughs> in my box, and I said, boy, oh boy, that's great, you know? So, well, I'm now gonna go down to the building department <laughs> and, uh, you know, go, and John was there, and, you know, Darren was the front line who I'd always deal with, and i come in with the box, and and I had cards for everyone, and come up with the box, and Darren said, "Dan, Tony, how you doing, man? He said, oh, good, Darren. Listen, man, I, you know, he looked at he said, well, look at this wine. I said, yeah, listen. I know the policy. Listen, I'm gonna pull one out. He goes, Listen, thanks very much for the box. <laughs> and he just took the box to the back and he left. He didn't even take the cards. <laughs> uh, oh, that uh, was that was a classic and I repeat right, that one all the time. Okay, yeah. So the different the different sort of silos between the building department, and- right? And then up and planning, right? Yeah. So uh, but listen, a great wonderful staff here. We do, we do um, have a great staff. you know, and coming to the end of the podcast here, listen... I, I, To me, you're a personal friend, Rick, you know. And, um, you know, I know in politics sometimes things are said. You don't get all positiveness from everybody. <laughs> it's a tough job. I wouldn't want it at all. <laughs> your, your skin is thick, but I know you deep inside in your heart. And I know you're a new tech guy, you yeah. know. And, um, you know, I want to support this community so much. Uh, and I want to let everybody know about this community so mm-hmm. much. Because I love this community right? Yes. And uh, that's all it. And I don't know if you have some last words and you want to share. We've been through COVID. We've been through some challenges. You're keeping everything together. But maybe you have some last words to uh, our community and residents in New Tech. Well,
1: uh, th- first of all, thanks, Tony, for, for allowing this to happen. Uh, this is another technology that uh, we can feed into. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was great to, to be part of it. And um, I've listened to your other uh, speakers, and uh, you're, you're picking some great speakers. Um, I think uh, on the positive side, I think we, we all got to stay. We all got to stay friendly, and you don't have to be your best friend, but be friendly with people. And that, and you'll get it back. Uh, my children, well my children, my adult children today. Um, this is something that their mother and I preach for them is you know be nice to everybody and uh, you don't have to love everybody but at least be nice and, and caring and we got to care for one another and if we do that uh, we'll make this a better place to live thanks Tony
0: yeah wonderful okay over and out episode 11 around the corner thank you new tech bye Rico. bye